0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. The week nine review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by my bookie. As a true football fan, you already know that every weekend your favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We are officially halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. Best part is... If you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in 1000 they give you 1000 That's double your initial first deposit so you can use all of that on your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today where you play, you win, you get paid. Frankly... I I didn't want to, just just like last week I I I didn't want to do this episode, you know we 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 were embarrassed by the Saints two weeks ago we embarrassed ourselves uh San, against San Diego this past uh, last Sunday, and you didn't think that they could find a way to top that, or, or to do worse however you want to put it. And they did, they absolutely did. So let's just get this goddamn thing over with. It's the week nine review episode of the Bears Talk Underground, so let's just, uh, let's just do it. You know, it's appropriate that it was uh, the post-Halloween weekend because the performance that the Bears put on the field in Philadelphia, especially in the first half, was downright spooky. What's going on everybody? Larity back the week nine review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. I, I, I put this off as much as I possibly could. Uh, I, I could have come home and, and just ripped the Band-Aid off after work and just got the show done and, and got on with the rest of my evening. It just it's the last thing I wanted to do after sitting through the game yesterday, um, you know for, for them to give us that glimmer of hope. In the third quarter and in, in the first part of the fourth quarter only to just just piss it all away in the last nine minutes and for it to be the defense that ends up doing us in at the end of the ball game was the true slap in the face to all Bear fans. You know, it's the the defense that's kept us in the games and given us a chance up to this point. We're supposed to be complaining about the offense. Now we can't trust the defense either. God damn it. So Anyway it was a blast it absolutely was didn't we all enjoy ourselves yesterday you know having a really bad feeling about the Bears chances of winning the game in the first place but but also and no one would be surprised if the Bears had won the game because we we actually have a talented roster of players it's just none of them are playing well this year I don't know if it's if the If it's the sophomore jinx, you know, like year two under Nagy, we're just all we're just all suffering at the same time because nobody is stepping up the way they did last year. Uh, Eddie Jackson has been a ghost. Mitch, I mean, let's not even get started with Mitch. You know, good God, Uh, you know, the offensive line is doing stuff We're we're constantly screwing ourselves over with penalties and just making silly silly mistakes and all of a sudden this offense that we've been in for two years we're we're making mistakes guys are lining up wrong we're not making the right reads and just it's one thing after another I mean it's it's just a snowball effect and it's like it the thing is it's especially on the defensive side there's no fluke here you know last year was not a fluke as with the defense I mean yeah, we were, what, 5-11, and 6-10, whatever we were in Fox under Fox in, in, uh, in 2017. But we had a top-10 defense. And then we had a top-5 defense last year, if not the best, number-one uh, defense, depending on who you're talking to or how they want to rate it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Top-scoring defense in football last year, which means we allowed the fewest points per game uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and now it's just nobody's playing well. No one can, you know, step up and be consistent and and all the rest of that stuff. Or You know, it, it's not even on a game-to-game basis. It seems to be on a quarter-to-quarter basis now. You know, the defense in the first quarter just gets pushed around and shoved and moved here and there, and then, uh, you know, same thing going on in the second quarter, and you thought that it might be another uh Saints game or, or whatever where we're just gonna watch the defense get ground into dust uh because well, the offense can't keep them off the field. You know, they're gonna suffer through eighty plays or whatever and they're gonna they're gonna peter away at the end because they've got no gas left. They've been out there so much they've been worn down. Well instead the Eagles were just dominating right off the jump. You know, they have a good offensive line and they used it early on in the ball game. And we're just going to go ahead and dive right into the knee-jerk reactions. Interesting one. You'll like the first quarter. I have an explanation for what took place uh, after that. But, uh, you know, the first quarter, it didn't sound well, and that gets explained. Knee-jerk reaction, Bears-Eagles first quarter. And I must confess, I don't have much to say other than it sounds like the Eagles are dominating in the trenches uh, right now. The Bears are... uh, Are getting beat up front and I say that I I, it sounds like it because for whatever reason for the first time in the year and a half that I have lived in Cedar Rapids I am not getting the Bears game today and I had just sat down uh, with lunch right when kickoff was supposed to be so I just finished my lunch I'm gonna get dressed now so I can head out to a sports bar hopefully I can find one that isn't super crowded to uh, actually witness the rest of the game uh but like I said all I've heard so far is uh Mitch sounds like Mitch uh running out of the pocket when a clean pocket when he didn't need to uh the you know the Bears are doing the I formation thing again but Philly's all over it and like I said getting dominated in the trenches but uh the defense is doing the bend but don't break thing uh Philly had an impressive drive in the first quarter that got uh bottled up and they had to settle for a field goal they're on a drive now. They're nine plays into the second drive, and they're deep in the uh, bear territory again. I think they're actually in the red zone again. But right now it's 3-0. Hopefully the defense can hold and force another field goal and kind of turn this into the uh, San Diego game for Philadelphia where they don't have trouble moving the ball. They just have trouble getting into the end zone, which would leave it open for the Bears to gain some ground by scoring a touchdown of our own if we can ever get it figured out on offense so for now it's only three nothing but it could get worse and it looks like Philly is just dominating up front and that could uh that could tax the the defense as the game goes along so I kind of thank God for small favors you know uh thanks to uh the the Cedar Rapids market not showing the Chicago Bear game on Fox like it has done every other single sunday that i've lived in this town uh maybe they were sick of watching the bears suck and decided to give us a, a what was actually a really good game in minnesota and kansas city that was the game that they gave me um but thanks to the yahoo sports app i didn't have to go to a sports bar i just uh pulled it up on the uh the phone and then was able to watch the game that way And yes i did watch the whole thing on my phone <laughs> I didn't want to go to a sports bar. I'd already had my lunch and, you know, was ready to just kick back and watch the game. And I didn't want to go anywhere. So I ended up staying home and watching the game on my phone. Interesting. Um, I hope I don't have to do it again, but I'll be sure to make, I'll, I'll make sure and check next week, uh, this coming Sunday to make sure that I'm getting Bears, Lions and not Packers and whoever the hell they're playing on Sunday uh, or, or whatnot. So uh have to make sure See if I have to plan ahead, and as opposed to just kind of being blindsided uh, by the whole thing this past Sunday. But you know, the first quarter was terrible, and like I said, you thank God for small favors uh, because of the issues that I had. I just listened to the the Bears radio call uh, for the first quarter, and then when I figured out the 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 Yahoo Sports thing, uh, I you know started in the second quarter and watched from there. So I only had to watch half of the embarrassing first half of football that our offense put together out there, not to mention the defense didn't do much uh, of anything either. You know, I think it was 12, it was was like 10 plus plays on the first drive. I think there was another dozen or so on the second drive. Uh, You know, it just, and then there was a touchdown drive after that. So, you know, we only gave up 12 points thanks to the, the bend but don't break, and honestly, to tell you the truth, I have no problem with bend but don't break. We only give up the three points. It it uh, you know, it sucks that our defense is out there, but when it counts, they buckle down and they don't let them in the end zone. Well, then, drive number three, boom, they pounded right down there with the help of some pretty awful refereeing. Um, the touchdown to Zach Ertz. I'm I'm pretty sure it's against the rules to a uh, push off uh, like Zach Ertz did pretty sure it's against the rules to shove them in the face uh, as well and um, you know somehow that wasn't offensive pass interference Um, it was not flagged as uh, illegal hands to the face or anything like that as a matter of fact a flag was thrown and it was the call was this: there was no flag for uh, illegal uh, illegal hand. Or no, was what was it called? Oh, I forget what the penalty was. But basically, they called a flag on on Kyle Fuller, saying that basically he he shouldn't have been touching uh, Zach Ertz. And I guess they waved it off. And therefore, the 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 touchdown stood, and. <laughs> it, it was a scoring play, so Matt Nagy can't review it because it's reviewed anyway. So that would be like Matt Nagy throwing a, a challenge flag during the two-minute warning. He's going to get penalized for that. So he couldn't challenge it to say, I want offensive pass interference. And so the play stood, and it was a touchdown. The, the, the unfortunate thing was one play before that, we had, we had I think we would stopped the Eagles. I think it was fourth down. Like, they tried to go for it on fourth and inches, and they passed for some reason. Uh, Wentz gets the pass off. It goes sailing over the receiver's head, and then Nick Williams comes in and plows into Wentz from behind and gets flagged for roughing the passer. And on the very next play, Zach Ertz uh, scores the illegal touchdown that counted uh, for the Eagles, where he committed at least two different penalties uh, on that play and uh, didn't get called for either of them. And uh, got the hometown discount, which gave them a touchdown. So, but it, in the second quarter, I mean, you know, it just, it was embarrassing. The statistics were frightening. Nine yards of offense. We had two first downs, and we had just picked up those first downs on our last drive before the end of the half. So, you'll hear me talk about it here in the, in the knee jerk reaction. But, um, you know, the first half, thank God I didn't have to watch it. The second, or excuse me, the first quarter. I didn't have to watch, but the second quarter I did, and you know, you'll 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 hear me beaming with optimism as we go into the halftime break. Knee jerk reaction, Bears and Eagles after the second quarter, and the score doesn't quite tell the story of the game itself. Uh, it's only twelve nothing, and um, but the the Bears are getting killed out there, absolutely getting killed. Um, we just got our first first down of the game on our two-minute drill-type drive that stalled out after a handful of plays. Um, the defense is getting beat up up front. Uh, Howard and Miles Sanders, big holes to run through. You know, it's just the defense has done its best to keep us in this game, but our offense's inability to do anything but go 3 and out is what's stifling the team uh no doubt you know i think we we ran f- uh, we had four drives which means we ran three plays cuz we went 3 and out on each of those drives philly on the other hand was beating us like 30 plays to 12 or something like that at one point uh you know like i said we have one first down and we have we have eight penalties Four or five of them are offside penalties, like encroachment, jumping on the snap count in the red zone, in the neutral zone. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous out there. And, um, you know, we had a stop on the Eagles touchdown drive in the second quarter. We stopped them on fourth down. And then Nick Williams gets called for roughing the passer. A couple plays later, Zach Ertz is in the end zone, uh, for a touchdown. So, I mean, it's just that kind of day. Uh, for the Bears and uh, it just it's more of the same more of everything it's it kind of looks like the Saints game all over again where it the score should be much much worse than it is and the Bears were lucky to be as close as they were uh, the nightmare could soon be over um, and the Eagles can put us out of our misery because they start with the football in the second half and if they can do like the Saints did a couple of weeks ago and take the opening drive and put it in the end zone for a touchdown, and there's no reason that they can't at this point, uh, they can pretty much put this game away uh, in this third, third quarter and just kind of cruise to victory after that. Because uh, stop me if you've heard me say this before, nothing that we're doing on offense says that we're going to be able to come back from this. So, you know, Mitch is overthrowing wide open receivers. Uh, the offensive line cannot protect him. Uh, you know, he's been like the last sack that they had um, before the uh, two-minute drill drive. Basically, his entire offensive line was shoved into him, uh, and that's that's where the sack came from. Like, the Eagles came with the house, and the offensive line was on roller skates and just got backed into Mitch uh, for the sack, and that's pretty much been what's been going on this whole game. So... Unless we make some serious, serious adjustments and we do a, uh, a a ball check in the locker room to see if we brought them with us to Philadelphia, it's gonna be more of the same in the second half, and the Bears are gonna be three and five at the break. So, so that was the first half, historically bad. You didn't think it could get any worse than, you know, than the way that we played last week against the chargers where we had to settle 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 and we're up nine to seven and we get booed off the field after taking the lead at halftime thankfully we weren't at home so our home fans didn't have to witness that crap in in, in person and the the historically bad uh way that we played in the first half and um do you us know, just sit there <laughs> i don't even know if we ran 15 plays in the first half we got two first downs both of which that came within the final minutes of the uh of the first half and you know as the third quarter rolled around uh, my prediction that the eagles would score on the opening drive of the first half came through like gangbusters capped off by jordan howard of all people running up the middle of the defense without getting touched and um but then that's where things got interesting because halftime adjustments were made. The offense showed up, and uh, I guess they finally realized, like, hey, I've heard this rumor that uh, Philadelphia really struggles against the deep ball, so maybe we should give that a try. And they did. Had some success with it, but as you hear me talk about it in the third quarter knee-jerk reaction, we still have Mitch as our quarterback. So even as we were taking advantage of this matchup, it still came with issues and problems. New Jerk reaction, Bears-Eagles after the third quarter, and we have life, I guess. Um, After Philadelphia predictably took the opening drive of the second half, ran it literally down our throats, finishing off with like a 10, 12-yard run from – jordan howard of all people straight up the gut untouched into the end zone to go up 19 to nothing the bears come right back and answer and uh the big play of the drive mitch hits uh taylor gabriel on a 53 yard pass play that would have been a touchdown if mitch would have put enough on it so that gabriel didn't have to sit back and wait on the ball that's why he got caught otherwise if he hits him in stride it's a touchdown i know that's nitpicking but it comes into play just a few moments ago. The Bears' defense, after that opening drive, has sent Philly out three and out on the last two drives. And on this pass drive, Mitch had Allen Robinson wide open with, with two steps on his man down the sideline. But again, Mitch didn't put enough on it. Uh, Robinson had to stop and wait for the ball to come back. Now it becomes a 50-50 jump ball. And Robinson catches it. And when he hits the ground, him getting tangled up with the defensive back causes him to drop it. If Mitch puts enough on it or instead doesn't put... It's it's so frustrating watching Mitch throw the ball because he makes the wrong decision every time. When he should put some air under it, he lasers it. When he should laser it, he puts too much under it. If he'd have just thrown the football out there Instead of hanging it up there the way that he did, he would have hit Robinson in stride. It would have been a touchdown. It would have been a touchdown. It's like the Bears are finally attacking uh the secondary of this Philadelphia Eagles uh, team deep, and it's worked on both occasions, but because Mitch has made a poor throw on each of those occasions, one was an incompletion and the other one was a big play that ended up getting caught that should have been a touchdown. So it's, it's Mitch's touch. And just to show you how, how clueless Mark Schlereth, uh, has been, he said that Mitch is an accurate quarterback. What What are you talking about? Like, what film have you been watching? He's an accurate quarterback. But anyway, it's 19 to seven. The bears have the football. Uh, we're trying to move it along here. And, um, I don't know. I felt better about the third quarter, like we might actually have a chance. But uh, we'll see how it goes in the final 15 minutes. Yeah. So let it be just like the Bears to give us this glimmer of hope, to to, to give us a, a thought that the, the, the defense doing the bend but don't break thing in the first half was going to give us this chance to actually, you know, once we finally like, like got our you-know-what together in the second half, that we would be able to take advantage of the defense doing their job in the first half with the bend but don't breaks, uh, you know, business going on, and and give us a chance to to get ourselves back in the ball game. And in the first half of the fourth quarter, that's exactly what happened. We scored another touchdown. We were down nineteen to uh, to fourteen. A couple of drives in there, we weren't able to to come up, uh, you know, with the uh, with the goods. We give the ball back to Philly with about nine minutes to go. And that's where the wheels came off and you know, the, that giving up the foot, you know, you, you wouldn't think that with the way the defense was playing from a, from after that first drive in the third quarter, from there up to about the nine minute mark with the way the defense was playing, we were getting after Wentz, we sacked them, I think three or four times uh, in this ball game. Uh, you know, we're sending them out three and out and getting the football back in the offense's hands and You know, the offense is is not, you know, it's still the offense, but they look a hell of a lot better than the historically bad performance they gave us in the first half and look like they're going to give us a chance to, you know, we we, we had the football with a chance to take the lead, but we couldn't come up with a a big play on second down. I'll talk about that here uh, in a minute. But uh, we give the ball back to Philadelphia, and then just out of nowhere, it's the defense that all of a sudden, falls apart and loses the game for us knee jerk reaction the bears and the eagles in the fourth quarter and just when you thought it was safe to hope again (laughs) reality sinks in and the bears find a way uh to let you down and um in, in this one the uh the bears uh offense managed to score another touchdown uh unfortunately they weren't able to build on that momentum the defense played lights out for most of the second half, and then on this final drive, the last eight nine minutes of the game, they gave up three third and long, uh, third and long uh, conversions to basically give the game away. Um, well, one was third and three, but three straight third down conversions for the eagles one was third and 13 the other one was third and 9 they converted on them all and the, they able to bleed the clock dry kick a field goal to make it 22 to 14 and then to just put the cherry on top everybody's favorite second round pick adam shaheen they 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 pooch the kick so as to not putting in cordero patterson's hands or anything like that it bounces in front of shaheen hits him in the legs and instead of falling on it, he tries to pick it up, can't pick it up. He actually never had possession of the football. The Eagles recover, game over. So the Bears don't even get a chance to try to mount some kind of miracle comeback on the final drive uh, of the game. Instead, they, they, they started the second half with, uh, with a whimper by the defense getting plowed and, and giving up that touchdown to start the second half uh and then they 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 go out even worse at the end of the game three third down conversions that just kept extending this drive and you know giving up that field goal at the end and then shaheen uh really just put the icing on the cake there man at the end it's uh we're a three and five football team um we're probably lucky to be three and five considering we probably should have lost to denver um yeah like we should be two and six actually is is where we're at that feels like a more legit record than uh where we are right now. We're at the halfway mark we got eight games left in this season, and uh yeah it sucks. It sucks that um we don't have much to look forward to uh right now other than making some kind of miracle run in the second half with a second half that has the rams, the cowboys the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Vikings in it. Not to mention two games, including next week's game, uh, with the Lions, who are playing decent football this year. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, we lose again, 22-14. to Follow the 3-5 and five, and uh, still searching for answers as our beloved have lost four straight. And just like that, we are 3-5 and five at the break at the halfway point I should say we've already had our break but we 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 lose the first game against Green Bay then we finish out the first quarter of the season with three straight victories over Denver, Washington and Minnesota. And Minnesota a very impressive dominant win. Um then we go to London, drop one to the to the Raiders. Not our best game but we had a bunch of factors it's one of those London games we didn't leave until late maybe it was a jet lag thing and blah 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 you know then we get our break we come home lay a huge egg against the Saints then last week against the Chargers another one and then yesterday just (laughs) come on (laughs) it's so we close out the second quarter 0 and four so we go 3 and 1 in the first quarter, 0 oh and 4 in the second. So as we head into the third quarter of the year, which is not going to get any easier. We got the Lions, the Rams, the uh Giants who are tough. They're scrappy with uh, you know, Saquon's a beast. Daniel Jones likes to turn over the football, so maybe that'll help us. But uh, you know, we bookend the third quarter with the Ram- with the Lions we start with them this coming sunday we got the rams and then the giants and then thanksgiving against the lions uh, again so uh it's it's a quarter where we it's a quarter of the season we can make something happen you know the rams are 5 and 3 right now 5 and 3 6 and 3 one of the two i don't know if i don't remember if they've had their bye week yet but uh you know they they're at least 5 and 3 but they're in third place in the west because san francisco is undefeated and they lost the head-to-head to to Seattle earlier this year. So they're in third place right now. They're not infallible like they appeared to be uh, a year ago, but they seem to be turning it around. But they're beatable. Whether whether or not the game's in Los Angeles doesn't matter. We got a game against the Lions this coming Sunday. Who knows how that's going to turn out. We would, I believe, will be favored in the Giants game, especially with that being... In Chicago, and then the quick turnaround Thanksgiving uh, against the Lions. Who knows how that's going to uh, uh, turn out? But but I look at this and I see this next four game stretch where I I I think we should at least at least be two and two in this. You know, we can win all four of these games. We can sweep the Lions. Like I've, I've you know I've been saying all year that they're playing much better than they did. Last year, they seem to have a much firmer grasp of who they are uh, this season, but they're still not better than us. We should actually we're 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 favored to win this weekend. We should win both games. It'll be tougher to win in Detroit because we always struggle to beat them uh, in Detroit. I I think that we're good enough on defense to to bottle up the uh, the Rams and do some things out there. That one will be up to the offense. And I like our chances against the Giants. This should be, this should be a three and one quarter at the very least. I I don't want to say I'll settle for three and two or for two and two, but you know we could be four and zero. But then again, after the way that we've playing, zero and four is not out of the question either. So that's what really sucks about it all. But um, going back to the game, uh, I mentioned a play on the last offensive drive for the Bears. It was second and nine, and Nagy dialed up a uh, a screenplay, and it really looked like for like we executed the hell out of that play. It really just looked, and according, I was listening to the Hogan Johns recap podcast this morning, and they said, uh, you know, they had the hindsight of being in the press box and having a, the chance to look at the whole field, but basically they said if David Montgomery catches the football it's likely that he scores. Like, I guess there was nothing but green grass in front of him. It had been set up perfectly, or the guys that were in the way, you know, uh, one was being blocked by James Daniel, who got all the way out to the left side uh, with the block. Allen Robinson had a block further on downfield. You know, it's so easy to blame Mitch uh, for these things because Montgomery had to jump up to get the football, but it hit him in his hands, so he should have caught the damn thing. Instead, he bobbles it as it falls to the ground. The Bears miss a grand opportunity. We do nothing on third and nine and punt the ball away to the uh, to the Eagles, and that was the end of the football game. You know, you think that when we've got two, th- we, had, we had at least two timeouts at that point. You've got two timeouts and nine minutes left in the football game. that we could we could get the ball back twice in 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 the in nine minutes, but instead <laughs> we could not stop the Eagles on third down, you know? And the thing was, it was third and long, third and nine, third and 13. There were actually four of them. I missed one. There was a third and 13. I think there was a third and 16 in there somewhere. There was a third and nine, and then the third and three, I think Alshon was the first one. Um, Alshon, who had a horrible game uh, yesterday uh, because he did the thing that we've known him best for, where he makes the impossible look routine and he makes the routine look impossible. He had at least a handful of catches uh, on Sunday where he ends up dropping the football on what should have been an easy pitch and catch between he and Wentz. Uh, but instead he's getting wrapped up and, and, you know, pounded to the ground. It was either Eddie Jackson or Buster Screen that had tight, tight coverage on that third and three play, but he makes the catch under fire just just like he always does, good old Alshon. At least he's sticking to a pattern, uh, uh, you know, of the way he plays uh, and everything. The third and thirteen that really should never have happened. Uh, what happened was, uh, you know, Danny Trevathan was on uh, was man to man with Miles Sanders, and he he I, I think he lost Sanders because the Bears were coming for Wentz, and. It looked like Miles Sanders was going to stay in to block. And then at the last second, he peels off, and Trevathan was too late getting back over there to defend uh, Sanders. And by the time he caught him, third and 13, got a 16- or 17-yard gain or whatever to move the chains yet again. So, And that happened two more times before the Eagles kicked the field goal with 25 seconds, and then you heard me talk about Adam Shaheen being the bumbling idiot that he is and, uh, you know, <laughs> not giving the bears a chance to even attempt, uh, to, uh, to make some kind of miracle, uh, drive out of it. I heard somebody say that, uh, you know, Adam Shaheen took a bullet for, for Mitch so that he wouldn't have to go out there and make a fool out of himself in the last 25 seconds, trying to get the bears to take it to overtime or whatever. He just gave the ball to, Philadelphia and he's like here this is just let's just get this over with and here you guys take the ball and that's it and we'll get out of here and we'll get on the plane and go back home to Chicago so that was the that was the the, the most surprising part of it all was it was the defense that let us down when they played so well in the second half you know they they'd gotten they'd gotten after wins they'd made some sacks and you know after after giving up that opening drive uh, in the third quarter, they really, really buckled down. You know, they really did. And you just kind of got a sense that you got a feeling that a turnover was coming, and it just never did. It just never did. The, the fumble from Shaheen, actually, it, technically it wasn't a fumble because he never had possession of the ball, so it was just the live football that the Eagles came up with. But that was the only turnover in the game was uh, was Shaheen not being able to come up with the kickoff. That was the only turnover in the whole football game. So you got a feeling that, you know, we might get Wentz to turn the football over. And um, Mitch, for all his faults and his mistakes yesterday, he didn't make any throws that went off a of defender's hands or anything, or at least not one that I'm remembering at the moment. If it's, it's Mitch, so I'm sure there was at least one, but um you know it just it was so aggravating to watch the defense just give it all away like that for it just felt like the you know like the ultimate slap in the face like i said earlier uh to the fan base that uh here we are we've kind of clawed our way back and we look like we have a chance in this thing and then the most reliable part of our team becomes unreliable at the last minute and uh, makes it makes it sure. I mean, maybe they had the same idea in mind that Shaheen did on the fumble was that uh, let's take this out of Mitch's hands and um, we'll take the fire for this one and, and give up a, you know, like 14-play, eight-and-a-half-minute drive uh, that, uh, you know, we kick a field goal to make it an eight-point game. So you have to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion just to send this thing to overtime. And we'll make sure that you have 25 seconds and zero timeouts when we give the ball back to you. So, yeah, it was uh, that part was really, really tough to watch. I mean, you thought it was hard watching us just piss down our leg in the first half. But to watch them close out the game that way and for it to be the defense that just couldn't seem to get it together, you know, and they just kept teasing us. They kept, you know, with the with the decent plays and, you know, getting the third and third and 13, third and 16, third and nine. These, you know, statistically difficult situations that are like one in ten or whatever that a team has success on these downs only to have the Eagles convert every single time. It was it was uh, incredibly tough uh, to watch. So and then the other thing I never touched on was. Was the you know, in the third quarter there with Mitch and his deep ball throws. I mean, that's been his Achilles heel forever, you know, accuracy throwing the football outside of, uh, of 10 yards. And like I said, I know that the, the, the throw to Taylor Gabriel was a bit nitpicky. Uh, if he hits him in stride, Gabriel strolls into the end zone. Instead, he has to slow down. He was still running, but he had to slow down. He didn't have to stop, and, and it wasn't as bad as the throw to Allen Robinson where Robinson's got his guy beat he's got the guy beat. If Mitch puts it where it's where it needs to go, he strolls right into the end zone, and I believe we take the lead. The, no, it would have been 19-14 to 14 on that one, but still, you know, instead he hangs it up there, and hangs it, hangs it up there, to where it becomes a jump ball 50-50 situation, where it looked like Robinson came down with it, but he never got like a firm grasp on it. It was more like, he was holding the ball against his body and then the receiver's interference uh you know was able to you know jar the ball loose when he hit the ground so that was super frustrating to to just to see it. It's like oh there it is he's open he's open and then you know Mitch tosses a moon ball up there for you yeah. know it's like god damn it Mitch every single time and it's like I said in, in the reaction he makes the wrong decision every single time when he should fire it in there he floats it when he should float it he fires it in there and you know he's like he does everything backwards he does everything the opposite of what he should do um, you know when he should tuck it in and run he'll that's when he'll hang out in the pocket longer and sometimes like I mean, earlier on in the in the game he he had a clean pocket uh, nobody's coming he just tucks the ball and just takes off it's like what are you doing you, you've you know it's like, I mean giving him the benefit of the doubt i can't see what he sees maybe nobody was open and he saw that right away and that's why he took off but come on man it's just like he does it wrong every single time so and we got eight more games of this eight more we got a division rival the one that i hate losing to more than minnesota and green bay coming up this week so trust me if we lose to detroit on sunday you can almost guarantee there's going to be an explicit tag on the review episode, just because, you know, the Vikings and the Packers are playing really good football right now. The Vikings took the uh, Chiefs down to the wire yesterday, but couldn't beat them in Arrowhead and just to field goal short of victory. There, I don't know what the hell happened to Green Bay and San Diego. They are in Los Angeles with the Chargers. They got beat twenty-six to eleven yesterday. So San Diego, damn it! The Chargers handled them well yesterday. So. Maybe it's just an off day, but they're seven and two. Uh, the Vikings are six and three, and then we got you know us in Detroit with three and five and three four and one. So we're on the same level with the Lions, and we should beat them on Sunday. So if we don't, I'll be pissed. I can guarantee it. So maybe some of you are secretly hoping for a Lions victory on Sunday because you seem to really dig it when I uh, have to when I lose it and put the explicit tag on it. But anyway, guys, that's it for the, uh, review of the week nine loss to the Philadelphia Eagles on the road, our beloved return home to Detroit for week 10, hoping to, you know, get our second division win. We'll be two and one in the division if we win on Sunday. So we'll have that at least. But, uh, anyway, Let's go ahead and uh, get into our you know, final thoughts and bear up and bear down. But, uh, but first, yeah. support for the Armchair Media Network comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I love that line. It's a bold new world out there, boys. It isn't just the ladies these days that are expected to keep a clean shop Uh, in the nether regions but you don't want to use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls that's just gross always use the right tools for the job that's why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts i had somebody comment the other day that it did nick them i would have to say you're doing it wrong (laughs) if that's what happened And because of it, Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, except for that guy. I don't know what happened there. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com just use the promo code armchair so go to manscaped.com number one and below the belt men's grooming your balls will thank you and now let's get the show wrapped up final thoughts bear up and bear down Just a quick reminder, guys, it's Olin Krutz week here on the Bears Talk Underground. I will be talking to Olin tomorrow night, um, hopefully covering a bevy uh, of topics, uh, you know, depending on how much time he has for us. it uh, will depend on the kind of episode or how it's included, how you guys will hear it. If uh, If we keep it under a certain amount, then I think I'll probably just add it to the preview episode coming up. Because uh, I'm sure that we'll touch on what to, what, you know, about the Lions and uh, previewing that game a bit uh, as well. Uh, and if we go, full, you know, full length and, uh, you know, talk for a bit, kind of like I did with all of my other uh, guests so far this year, Adam Rank, Emery Moorhead, Kyle Brandt and uh, and so on, uh, I'll release it on Wednesday. I'll, I'll give it a full, full-blown, I'll give it its own episode and, uh, you know, put it out that way so it can just be the Olin Krutz, uh, episode and then we'll deal with our uh, good friend Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit to preview the game uh, for the for the Week Ten preview on Friday. So keep an eye on the on the social media. I'll let you guys know on Tuesday night after I get done talking to Olin uh, how long the interview was and will it be its own episode that you guys need to find on on Wednesday or if it's uh, gonna wait until Friday and it'll just be one of the segments on a little bit longer version of a a preview episode so keep your eyes peeled and i'll keep you guys posted on on that so real quick guys let's let's just recap this game um it was awful uh with the way the game started it was embarrassing uh like i said i thank my lucky stars i didn't have to watch the first quarter i should say i shouldn't or couldn't i should say uh watch the uh the first quarter it was an embarrassing uh performance you just these they didn't look like pros there in the second quarter when 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 i was watching uh like i said it looked like the offensive line was on roller skates fletcher cox was just pushing people uh around no matter who it was whether it was coward or white hair or daniels or uh or what have you uh leno and 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 uh, massey are getting beat off the edge and uh, you know tight ends aren't offering any help, and you know we got four year four yards rushing on the first play minus three on the second one. It's just one embarrassing moment after another, and we had penalties were killing the drives before they even got started. We're getting behind the chains with holding penalties or this, that, and the other. I mean it was just a a comedy of errors that we had there in the first quarter, and then the bastards gave us hope there in the second in the second half. You know, after that initial drive where the Eagles took the opening kickoff back, and, and drove it in for a touchdown to make it nineteen to nothing, which pretty much f- felt at the time like the game was over. But then the offense has life, and it's got that big play to Gabriel uh, Montgomery scores a touchdown. It's nineteen to seven, and thing it felt a little different after that, especially when the defense comes out on the field and ransacks the Eagles, gets us the ball back. But like, hell yeah, okay. All right, I like this and then you know, it's just it just felt like a different ball game after that. And to to give us hope like that only to cr- just piss it all away the way we did in the last 9 minutes with the defense such a huge slap in the face. I've said it a few times already, but that's exactly how it felt. You know, like hey, we're going to finish off the first half by uh our the most reliable part of our football team all of a sudden being the most disappointing. And here's that slap, a backhanded slap right across the face while you watch our our, our top flight defense that uh, has bottled up this Philly offense pretty well, especially in the second half. Uh, watch us let you down on every third down play where you think, okay, well, there's six minutes. That's plenty of time. Okay, well, that's, there's four minutes. We can still put something together. Oh, there's two minutes. minutes—we It's just you're know, watching the clock just drain away. When we start burning our timeouts, and the next thing you know, they're kicking the field goal. We've got twenty five seconds left and you know, it's over with. It's done. So yeah, that was the the biggest like stab in the gut with the whole thing was was in the end, it was the defense that truly let us down uh there in the fourth quarter and and couldn't get themselves uh off the field. And the 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 really the, the real thing about it was that on that drive, unless I'm miss I'm misremembering it wasn't penalties that were extending it it wasn't anything like where the refs got involved uh, or anything like that it was just the bears just getting beat straight up you know philly struggling on first and second down and then finding the fountain of youth on third down and giving themselves a new set of downs moving the chains and hanging on to the uh, uh hanging on to the football so i mean that 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 was the That was the even bigger part of uh, the whole backhanded slap of the face is that it wasn't like we could look at saying, like, you know, this was a bogus penalty. There was no defensive holding here. There was no illegal hands to the face or anything like that. It was just them straight up beating us up down the field and, you know, Doug Peterson uh, outmaneuvering Pagano on that last drive. So, I mean, that's what was really disappointing was that uh, you know there there's nothing to blame it on than just you know Philly beating us straight up on that last drive, doing what they needed to do to drain the clock dry and get their victory to uh, keep their season moving along. They're five and four, we're three and five and you know in the abyss of four straight losses and searching for answers, we have if you include the loss to Philly in the playoffs last year, we have matched, last year's loss total at the halfway point of the season. We lost we lost 4 games and the playoff game so five overall. We've lost that many games already with 8 games left to play. So you know, and I hate to sound like an optimist, but it's not impossible for us to go on a run. We still do have a decent football team. We are not playing anything like a good football team right now. But all the guys that went on that nine and one run in the last ten games last year, they're still they're still here. I know we're missing uh Akeem Hicks right now, but other than that, they're all still here. All of them. Tariq Cohen, Eddie Jackson, Khalil Mack, uh, you know, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, Kyle Fuller, Mukamura. It's the they're all here, you know, and God forbid even Mitch. Uh, is there Alan Robinson Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, even though he's been a ghost all season long, everybody is still here, you know we're healthier than we've been all season long. Everybody is there. It's like so all the pieces of the puzzle that we had that helped us go on that nine and one run to finish out the year last year they're all still there, so even though the the possibility of it is very slim it's still possible we can go on some kind of run and salvage the season here. So, you know, I guess that's just what I need to do to be able to get out of bed in the morning and keep making myself watch these goddamn football games uh, on Sunday. So I guess that's just what I'm hanging on to is the these slim-to-none possibility that the Bears could uh, to go on some kind of run here uh, to to salvage the season. Uh, at least, you know, just w- have at one moment, some epiphany, the light bulb goes on and we start playing like ourselves or, you know, start to resemble the team we all expected to see, uh, in 2019. So anyway, let's go, That's enough of that. Uh, bear up and bear down. I'm going to keep this simple. No bear ups, not one. Uh, I, the closest I cave to giving one was, uh, David Montgomery. But uh, dropping that, uh, that screen pass in the fourth quarter on second and nine, which according to Hogan Johns and their podcast, at the very least would have been a massive play for us, if not a touchdown, uh, for David Montgomery instead. It's just another drop ball. It's another third and nine situation that we have to stumble our way through, which, of course, we did not. Um, and, you know, we gave the football back. We gave the football to Philly and did not give it back. So I almost want to give him a bear down for that, but I'll spare him for that. So no bear ups this week. Not Eddie Pinero, not, no one. No one gets a bear up. Bear downs. Let's go with Mitch. Why not? Um, Matt Nagy. I got a bone to pick with him, man. That second touchdown, uh, when we made it 19 to 14, um, Two plays prior to Montgomery scoring the second touchdown. Tariq Cohen catches a pass. He runs it, down the, runs it up the side, or maybe it was a run play. I don't remember. Either way, he gets around the corner, and initially it was called a touchdown. After replay, it's ruled, no, he's a yard short. So what do we do on first and goal from the one? We go with a single-back formation to Tariq Cohen, who tries to dive over the top, doesn't even come close, and actually almost ends up fumbling the football. I was screaming at the phone, screaming at my phone. What are we doing? Let's get Montgomery back there in the I formation. Let's get him running downhill. It's a goddamn yard. What are you doing? Very next play, I formation, hand it off to Montgomery, who runs downhill, plows it in for a touchdown. It's, you know, why do we have to constantly make things so difficult for ourselves it's like he just like he's fighting the whole thing about being a power run team tooth and nail like with every beat of beat of his heart he doesn't want to admit this is what his offense is right now you know and it's we just need to stick with that that's where we're having a level of success and that whole thing where he's so afraid of well if they think we're gonna run it then we're gonna lose yardage that shows no faith in the offense man it shows no faith in the offense. Just line it up and be better than them. You know, play on their side of the line of scrimmage. And that's what happened on that touchdown run from Montgomery. We beat him up front. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. There it is. That wasn't so damn hard. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, Mitch is on there. Let's go with Nagy. And let's throw the whole defense in there, man. Um, You know, they kept us in it. But in the end, that first drive uh, in the second in the second half to start the third quarter there, and then of course you know eight and eight plus minutes, uh, God knows how many plays, four third down conversions uh, before giving up the the field goal that that put the game away. I mean, it's just it's indefensible. I mean, it, and honestly, it, it really couldn't have been blamed on them being worn out at that point in the, in in the game. You got the ball back with... uh, We gave the ball back to him with nine-plus minutes to go uh, in the game. So we got more than half a quarter of football left. Maybe you were tired by the time they ran that 14th play where they kicked the field goal uh, and whatever. But you were barely on the field in the second half after that that first drive. And, you know, that definitely wasn't a factor. or I wouldn't put it on that either. And then, like I said before... You can't even blame the final drive's, you know, life on penalties that the referees weren't helping the Eagles at all. They did it themselves. They did it all themselves. So, yeah, defense let us down big uh, on that one. Bear down to Adam Shaheen. You suck. And (laughs) it just, I go back to the thought that I had when we had this, this 2017 class. I wasn't happy that we drafted a quarterback, any quarterback. I would have been pissed if it was Mahomes or Watson or whatever. I didn't want the Bears to draft a quarterback. I just didn't think we were ready for one. And um, was upset with uh, Eddie Jackson initially because I wanted Jamal Adams. We could have had him at number three. Instead, we picked Eddie at like 114 or whatever the hell it was. We picked this tiny running back from never heard of it before North Carolina school. And then Jordan Morgan, who never played it down for the bears. It sounded, I called it the wait and see class. And the only person that I thought that would have an immediate impact on the team was the tight end. I thought Adam Shaheen would be the guy that comes out and plays well his first year and waits for his classmates to his draft classmates to catch up to him. And instead this guy has been a ghost when he's been healthy uh he's been useless and uh you know he's been such a huge disappointment and um i don't like his odds of being on the team uh at all next year uh and anything, i just don't i don't like it so anyway i think i'll just stop there and uh yeah let's go on and get out of here that's gonna do it guys keep an eye on the social media uh, come on on the, the Facebook group. Uh, just search Bears Talk Underground on Facebook, or you can find me at BTU underscore Larry on Twitter and uh, keep your eyes peeled, especially on the Twitter account. That's the one I'm most active with. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow on, uh, on Twitter so that you can be kept up to speed on when the Olin Cruz interview is coming out. Will it be its own standalone episode that comes out on Wednesday? Or will it just be part of a longer preview episode on Friday? Come back and find out. Stick with me on the social medias and the Twitters and the Facebooks and whatnot. And I will let you know. So keep an eye peeled for that. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been The Bears Talk Underground.